Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld. And thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series titled The Family Bible Revolution, an end time message for his generational blessing. And we've been finishing up on the three titles of a family who eats together and a family who prays together and a family who fears together. And it's not a fear of terror. It's a fear of how God is so awesome. We just love him and he's so good that we would hate to displease him. But he is the greatest and he is the most awesome. And therefore, we have the fear and the awe and the respect of our God. We left off yesterday talking about where can wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding. And I said that Job tells us very clearly in chapter 28. We got about halfway through, but I'll start it again. Job 28, verse 12, all the way through 28. But where can wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor it is found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. And the sea says, it's not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral and quartz, For the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where then does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? Verse 21. It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, we have heard a report about it with our ears. And verse 23, God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and apportion the waters by measure. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, he searched it out. And to man, he said, behold, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Wow, the fear of the Lord. You see, I believe a family who eats together, prays together, and a family who prays together, fears together. Isn't God awesome? I love it. It's called the Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for his generational blessing. In our church called the Master's House in Ashland, Virginia, We have what we call a family integrated vision. 
We say we're a word of faith, spirit-filled, family-integrated church. And we put together a document to explain who we are and to make it clear so everybody could run with the vision. So, what is the Master's House? And I'll read you our document. We are a word of faith, spirit-filled, family-integrated church. Romans 10, 8-9 says, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We believe it's the word of faith which we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that brings salvation. And the word saved is the Greek word soteria, which stands for all of life, healing, health, wholeness, and deliverance. So we believe that all those promises of God come by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. For those who believe also speak, and these signs follow those who believe. Then Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're a Spirit-filled church. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in the prophetic word of tongues and interpretation and the move of the Spirit. We believe it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit today that brings the power of God for healing, deliverance, and all of God's blessings. And thirdly, we're a family-integrated church, and Deuteronomy says in chapter 11, verses 18 through 21, Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. And originally that was the word from God to Abraham, and through that he became the world's greatest evangelist. We believe it's in the household that evangelism and discipleship really takes place through mentoring and modeling. The word integrated, as we've mentioned many times, means to make whole by bringing all the parts together and unify. Therefore, our services are all together, everyone in the family, on Sunday mornings. We call this spending time together as family. One core value of the Master's House is spending time together as family. This core value has two understood definitions, our natural family and our spiritual family, or it could be stated as our homes and our church. We believe the spirituality of the home is very important. We could express it this way, the home is the cake and the church is the icing. For the church to be successful, we need to concentrate on our biblical roles and spirituality at home first. We acknowledge the family, including children, youth, fathers, mothers, guardians, and unmarrieds, as God's building blocks for the church and maintain family age integrated rather than family age segregated meetings. We believe God has established and defined the family. Marriage is defined as a union between one man and one woman. We believe God is the head of Christ, Christ is the head of man, and man is the head of woman out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 2 through 3, and that the husband is to love his wife just as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. The wife is to respect her husband as they submit to one another in the fear of the Lord out of Ephesians chapter 5 verses 21 through 33. 
The wife is the helpmate to the husband. In much the same way, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Concerning the home, under the definition of home, we believe the father is the head of the household and should be leading the home spiritually. We believe it is his responsibility to fulfill scripture as stated in Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 21, through daily family devotion time. Single mothers, through Christ, can fulfill this role and, along with church support, achieve the same success. Training for fulfillment, we have designed tools to equip and train fathers, mothers, grandparents, guardians, and unmarried adults how to fulfill their biblical roles. Things like our Family Bible Revolution instruction cards, yearly New Testament Bible reading plan, Mighty Men of God meetings, integrated life groups, the Master's Kids Club curriculum, and more to assist in family and personal spiritual development. And free CDs are available for all our services. Now, the unmarrieds, we believe those who are not married should be incorporated into church life or the spiritual family. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 32 through 35, the Message Bible says, I want you to live as free of complications as possible. When you're unmarried, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing the master. Marriage involves you in all the nuts and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many more demands on your attention. The time and energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. Paul says, I'm trying to be helpful and make it as easy as possible for you not to make things harder. All I want is for you to be able to develop a way of life in which you can spend plenty of time together with the master without a lot of distractions. And I'll add to that, it is important those who are unmarried understand that they are valued members in the family of God. Concerning the church, our document says that the family integrated church model gathers all ages and life stages into one united church service. There's no age segregation for nursery, children's church, or youth ministry. We believe all young people love to spend time with their family and long for more. And we encourage families to sit together and worship together. Except for special gender-specific events for men, women, boys, or girls, our life groups and extra events include everyone. What about crying babies? Well, crying babies are not a problem in our service. We have a parent room available to change diapers, feed, or take crying children to if they do not settle down soon. For children who are restless, we suggest you bring sheets of paper for coloring. There will always be some available in the parents' room. Snacks are allowed, and for nursing moms, we suggest you use the parents' room. Children that are old enough to read and write, we suggest you give them paper and pen to take notes. Teach them to listen and to write down what they think is important. For those too young to write, we encourage them to draw what they see, such as the pastor preaching or the people praising, the musicians playing, the singers singing, and, of course, the angels joining in. Correction, we believe discipline is the responsibility of the parents, grandparents, or guardians. This is an important part of discipling children biblically. If necessary, you may use the parents' room to handle corrections. And here's some parenting tips. Remind your children in advance how to behave in the service. On Saturday night, discuss how important church will be in the morning. Have a short time of worship and preparation. Put them to bed early, get up early, and feed them a good breakfast. Arrive at church a few minutes early, use the restrooms, and get your seats before service starts. Instruct your children to continue to behave well after service. Encourage them to be polite to one another, to be visiting other children and to adults, holding open doors and helping with tasks. On the way home, discuss with your children what they enjoyed about the service. 
And what are expected results? Well, we're expecting the removal of generational gaps, for siblings to respect each other, for stronger families and marriages, for respect for the elderly, that the unmarrieds would be incorporated into family, that wisdom would be passed on to the younger generation, and the strength and vitality of our younger generation will be allowed to share and be a part, the younger understanding the value of the older, the biblical roles of fathers, mothers, and unmarrieds being fulfilled rather than delegated to those who are not anointed for the task. And we call it the Family Bible Revolution with five essentials. Family worship is the focus of God's Word being presented and discussed in the household on a regular basis. Authority establishes the responsibility and the respect and honor to fulfill that position. Appointed and anointed speaks of the calling, gifting, and the God-given ability to fulfill that call. Generational speaks of the strength and energy of the young and the wisdom and fortitude of the old together. And finally, church worship speaks of the importance of the Sabbath and our gathering unto him in the beauty of holiness. Once again, we're completely out of time. So I thank you for joining us tomorrow at the same place and same time. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.